1: podcast is a founding member of the odd pods media network
0: hey i'm
2: pantsless aaron this is stevie and i'm augie and we are because fuck you that's why the podcast it's all about playing games and having fun our games are mostly based on british panel shows or british game shows but we'll play just about anything that catches our attention and imagination our show is all about laughs so please come by and have a great time why because Because
3: fuck you that's why
1: the b f y t w podcast! Wait,
4: wait, wait. wait. Whose show? What now? What? Who the fuck are you talking about?
1: Well, I I, I mean, I figured just technically it's not our episode that I should enter it that way, you know? Maybe? Sort of?
4: Uh, no.
1: <laughs> Alright, do you want me to do it again?
4: Yes, properly. Will you please, like, <laughs> okay. like you're getting paid for it?
1: Well, I, that would help if I was actually getting paid for it.
4: Well, then pretend you're getting paid for it. Maybe we'll, someday we'll get fucking paid for it. All right.
1: Welcome to the Podeskew Podcast. I am CJ. And with me, as always, is my head rolling mate Rico. What's up, man?
4: What's up, motherfucker? That's uh, much fucking better. Because fuck
1: you. That's why.
4: I didn't ask why. I know. I know. <laughs> oh I man shit i know because fuck me i got it
1: <laughs> yeah fuck me really um damn the way that thing I, went uh
4: well only if i'm doing it only if i'm getting paid for it yeah right
1: <laughs> Right. um yeah guys we what you're about to hear from us um not even from us really is the audio of our appearance on the bfytw podcast Uh, hosted by, uh, Pants, Pants, Aaron and Stevie Midnight Smoke. So, uh, yeah, And Augie. Oh, no, Augie was a contestant. He didn't technically host it. He is one of the hosts of the show. You're right. But he didn't host this one. This one would really seem to be those two guys.
4: That's all I'm saying. He's
1: just, you know. No, he's he's definitely one of the, the crew, no doubt. But he he didn't host this one. This one was hosted by those two guys. And mainly Aaron. Aaron fucking killed it with all the prep work he did.
4: So, And for, for those that are curious, he did have his pants on. So it's okay.
1: Well, there were, what, 15 of us in the room? I think, you know, so.
4: That doesn't mean anything in that crew.
1: <laughs> That's probably true. But yeah, man, we got together in Red Bank. Uh, you flew out. And uh, we all got together and recorded a, an episode of B-A-Y-T that bfytw as well as uh hanging out at the stash and grabbing some food and man we had a good time
4: we did uh it was definitely it was my first trip by myself really i was i don't think i I do that i have i've been to other places but always with other people yeah i
1: knew you've traveled but i didn't realize it was your first one by yourself
4: yep uh Uh, 30 years old and finally went somewhere fucking cherry Well, I mean, it's not that I—it's the first time I've traveled by myself because I technically did take a greyhound to visit family in Vancouver, but okay, the first time me flying by myself. There you go.
1: There you go. Yeah.
4: Uh, but yeah, I—it was a—it was a lot of fun. Um, I got to you know we got to see people. Um, big shout out
1: to Seaman for putting you up
4: for yeah man. Uh, fucking Seaman of the Cinema Sit Down youtube channel holy shit what a dude um we the the funny thing is we barely knew each other and he was generous enough to be like dude you could totally stay with me in connecticut like that's fine
1: yeah um also big shout out to smoke for helping you with the flight so
4: yeah uh smoke uh definitely helped out like both both these guys really ensured that it was possible for me to travel in the first place because it was like one financially and i even one of the main reasons why i didn't really know if i was going was because it was nancy's birthday yeah uh yeah and i was like i think i'm supposed to be doing something with maxwell you know for her birthday and <laughs> i literally asked him like ahead of time and he's just like are you asking me permission to go to new jersey and i'm like i mean kind I of and he's like <laughs> no dude go to new jersey what the fuck is wrong with you like have fun
1: yeah and i think i think you know. um, I purposely didn't talk to you about what that day was that day. It's not that it didn't mean something or that I wasn't conscious of it. But, like, I actively avoided that because I felt that it was better for you not to talk about it.
4: It it would have been a trigger. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, you know, if you had said to me, hey, man, I need to talk, I 1000% would have had the conversation with you. But... Absolutely. i I made it a point to not bring it up and to talk about a bunch of other shit throughout the course of the day, and I really feel like you only had one moment that was obvious to me um, i don't know if anyone i did. had a
4: i had a couple um first and foremost, I was fully aware of what the day was even were. even <laughs> with all your 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 uh you know you're you're trying not to bring it up, I was still like oh, oh i shit,
1: no this. no i, I, I just, just for the record, I don't, I don't want to imply that I felt like I was distracted. I, like, I'm fully aware you knew what the day was, but I felt like discuss- like, harping on it or making it a thing would have made it worse, and that's what I didn't, you know.
0: the The only
4: thing that really kind yeah. of almost set me off was I talked to Smoke privately, and I said, "Here's the thing, man," uh, because he he made you know we we all had dinner at the, at a steakhouse, yeah. And uh, which was a great time. And oh, that was so much spent, fun. Yeah. Spoke spent way too much on us. I
1: don't um, I don't want to know what his bill was. Yeah, I don't either.
4: Um, But he you know, there was there was a whole thing about how uh, Jorge wasn't there. And it was really kind of mm, upsetting. Right. And I kind of took him aside. I'm like, you know, dude, like today's my mom's birthday. And he's like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, but I got to tell you, she would be absolutely fucking thrilled or annoyed as fuck that I was out in Jersey yeah. like well it would not be one of the one of the other you know yeah, if, and if i mean
1: I... god i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you buddy
4: if I was telling her, I'm like, I'm in New Jersey and I'm with, you know, CJ and I'm with everyone, and we're recording. She's like, Is Kevin there? And I'm like,
5: Yeah,
1: right.
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, well, why the fuck did you go? And I'm like, For all the other reasons that I just said. Just led,
1: yeah. Um, well, I mean, and then and with all re- obviously all respect to Nancy, Nancy has more impact on our immediate world, especially yours, of course, you know, but. So, you know, for them, it was Jorge more than, than Nancy. And I don't think he was sure. disrespecting Nancy in any way. I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like that was... I never got that impression from it. If you did, then then I'm sorry. But, like, you
4: know. No, no, that's not what I was saying at all. Oh, okay. I was just saying okay. that he, he, we both lost somebody. And that was really the... It was like... I wasn't saying, like, hey, man, it's talking oh, right. about Jorge and you're fucking Ricky. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't that at all. Right,
1: right. No, it, no, 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 I didn't... I didn't think you were saying that either,
4: but it was just it was just a way for smoke for me, honestly, to say, hey, smoke, like, thank you for. Oh, I got you. thank you for lugging me out here. And and just so you know, like, this is Nancy's birthday and I'm glad that I'm surrounded by friends.
6: Uh,
1: Yeah, and and we were, man, it it, the we're not going to give you a blow by blow of every minute because we we just don't it would be an hour and a half of just that. You know, but what we we can tell you is that like the day started off strong. Like you were out there for four, you know, a few days before. And if you want to get into some of that, you know, uh, we can obviously um, spending time hanging out with Seaman. But like when the day of when we all came together, like when we all came together, cause I know you guys got there the night before. But like mm-hmm. it started strong with breakfast, and then like I just feel like that that breakfast really set the tone. For the rest of the day, in a very positive kind of way, like I feel like you know, there were so many of us there. It was hard to talk to everybody all at once. But the group, the the end of the table that we were at, and hanging out with the Bicoastal Beaches and and Matt Dixon and and Logo Mike, Mike. yeah, Logo Mike and uh, Todd, not not that Todd, but the the one we met there. It's one of no. I'm just saying for the audience, there's people that that know, that know, you know, those stories. um, You know, he the people were just awesome, and we got to really get to know them. And some Aaron, as well, Aaron and Bridget from Bicoastal, I didn't say their names, but, you know, we had right. a good time. I feel like that really set a positive tone for the rest of the day.
4: Absolutely. It was kind of a way for us to, it wasn't that, well, we're going to sit, sit with these people. It was, hey, we're going to sit with these people, one, because that's how we got seated, but also because, like, hey, let's all, Talk and get to know each other because yeah. we really don't, some of us we don't know each other. Um, no, the, it, you're you're right. The the brunch, the breakfast, the whatever the fuck, it was it was cool. We we did end up having to go to a different location because we had such a large group that the first place couldn't accommodate us, and then we got <laughs> lucky with another place.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it, it was definitely so. You know, without getting a whole bunch of detail, smoke and I I helped smoke with a lot of the planning for this thing. Mm-hmm. And so we were on the phone one day, like, looking for places to have breakfast. Like, because we knew that we we wanted to be part of the the festivities, right? And we're like, oh, this is a diner. And I was like, because he wanted to go to some, like, restaurant, restaurant. I'm like, no, man, we're in Jersey. We should go to a fucking diner, Mm
0: -hmm. you know.
1: And he was like, all right, let's do it. And so we started looking for diners, and we found the one that we were going to go to. And and I'll even say the name, because they weren't shitty about it they just couldn't accommodate us but it was called the Red Bank Red Bank Diner and it was just mm-hmm. much smaller than even the um, online implied when Smoke and I were looking at it so like we sure. didn't we didn't anticipate it being as uh, challenging if you will mm-hmm. to to get us all in there so anyway
4: but the other place we went to uh, shout out to Toast Toast uh, yep they were, you know, I would like to give them a fucking toast. Like, oh, for they sure. They were really cool and they were really awesome. Uh, and then we hung out at, a, we went to can fucking I, Secret Stash.
1: Can I just say one thing about toast before we move on to the stash? That i the, here's the, because I came back and some people were asking about uh, how was the trip and all that and whatever. And I was talking about, we went out to breakfast and they're like, where'd you go? And I said, we went to this place called Toast. And they're like, oh, yeah, what was it like? And I was like, all right. It's a Jersey diner with California food. Because that's re- <laughs> that's really what the fucking place was. None of the stuff that was... See, you're not from this area. And I'm not shitting on toast as a place. I thought the people were nice. The food was good. It was clean. Like, I got zero problem with the place. It just is not your traditional Jersey diner. It looks like visually it's 100%. But you get that menu and you're like, oh. That is not I, okay, you know, so.
4: I mean, I guess I didn't notice it because I don't really know Jersey sure. Diner food, and I was like, huh, we had this shit in Oakland, like, the, you know. Right,
1: it, I know, and the, the fact that you, you got what you got but had trouble getting what you got tells me would, exactly, not, trouble's not the right word, but it was not the... Listen, we'll put it this way. I'm going to meet a friend tomorrow for brunch. And that will be, and I call it brunch because it's so close to noon, but it's really just getting together for food. And it's not like brunch food. There's going to be exactly what you ordered on that menu. Like top number one thing. It will be exactly what you fucking ordered. You know what right. it is? Like you it, had to it, look for that shit.
4: It was a little surprising being like, I don't see, like most diners out here, they will be like you can get like like for example, uh Nations is a diner out here. I don't know if it's if it's coastal. I don't think so. Um, but it's uh it's basically a very it's like Denny's, but with a much simpler menu and slightly better food is really the best way to describe uh, it. I
1: would hope more than slightly, but that's what i I mean
4: enough, but like it really depends on the location, sure, honestly. Sure. And you gotta be very specific like, <laughs> with how you order it. You're like I want the eggs over easy, not over medium, fucking over easy, or even just sunny side up. I want the hash browns extra crispy. That means crispy. That means not... cut the fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I want the I want wheat toast, and I don't want slathering fucking butter. I'll do that shit myself. <laughs> and of course, if you don't pay attention and and request what you request, they will bring you toast that has already been saturated in butter so it's not even crispy it's just floppy soggy buttery shit
1: I hate when my toast is floppy right Yeah. um but yes I don't know
5: what
4: (laughs) what that means either but anyway um I I... the point is is that you can usually get like three eggs it'll have it on the menu like it's called the three Right. whereas toast offered you can get two eggs and then I'm like but what else like everything else was like you can get this Denver Omelette, you can get this fucking thing. And I'm like, all right, this is too complicated. When the waitress comes over, I'm just going to be like, I want three eggs over easy. I want hash browns, extra crispy, and I want wheat toast. And if you got sausage, give me fucking sausage. And and that's basically how I did it. And she's like, cool, no problem. Gotcha.
1: No, they were totally good. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't want to. We're not. Neither of us are saying bad things about the place because they were very accommodating. They were very understanding. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out also to Todd because he picked up the entire fucking bill for everybody, which props to that guy. Um, thank you for that. Anyway, uh, but then yes. And we went over and we, we went to the new, uh, James and Bob secret stash, which I thought was Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Uh, I had been to the old stash. The one that if you guys have ever seen comic book men was the one from comic book men, the one that they have now, is not that one? Um, it's smaller. Oh, it's way small, way yeah. smaller, way way, way smaller. Um, and 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 in some ways, that's real kind of disappointing. I mean, I I kind of get it. Like I remember even being at the original stash with Henry and thinking to myself, like this is awesome, but like how are they sustaining? You know what right. I mean? Because comic books are just not what I mean. Yes, there are people that still read and collect, but not like there used to be. You know what I mean? I mean. Before honest, we
4: went in, there was yeah. no one in there, and then we brought basically a whole fucking group.
1: Oh, they they might have made their day just on our group in terms of or sales, they, or
4: at least they made an afternoon. Like, I I hope they made. I think they made their day of just being like, oh shit, we were not expecting a rush at this time.
1: Yeah, well, we uh, got there about an hour in to opening. I want to say, you know, so.
4: I don't. Yeah, I didn't look at their hours. Yeah, but, yeah. I uh, think they we were got all there. very friendly. You oh, got super. some shit. You actually bought me some shit.
1: Yeah, I bought you a t-shirt. Um I bought myself a t-shirt, Well, actually a, technically a baseball shirt, I guess that's still a t-shirt technically, but you know. Um and then I got <laughs> I got a weed tray for a guy who doesn't smoke weed, but it had Jane, it had Bluntman and Chronic on it in that cartoon style that you know I love. So I was like I yep. I, I need to have that. Um uh mm. we got pictures of you n- kneeling at the Buddy Christ, which I thought was I- awesome. I got. I need you, that. you to send them to me or tag me,
4: because I don't have those.
1: I No, I, I, I will. I just haven't... There's actually a, a, a cloud drive that I can... I don't know if you got the link from Smoke, but there's a cloud drive that has all the, the pieces. Um, right. But yeah, we did the stash, and then we went, and then uh, we had some fun there, and we went and checked out Quick Stop, which I thought was interesting. Um... You know, I had been there before. It's not much different than it was in the last time I was there, but I'm sure it was an experience for you seeing exactly how tiny that fucking place is, you know?
4: I was extremely disappointed that I did not turn black and white. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm actually a little more disappointed. Our, our sticker's off the RST door, but so are all the stickers, so it's not just right. us. Um, but it, it does We did, suck. We
4: did uh, buy... Gatorade you did. because you actually wanted a Gatorade I, I actually was, like, was thirsty I, yeah <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna be that asshole I'm gonna be that touristy fuck and be like look at me I got a Gatorade at the quick stop why is all I, the Gatorade guy?
1: I don't know if it's disgusting or not but I actually still have that Gatorade in my car so yeah, I, should, I should throw that out yeah probably I yeah I just yeah. haven't done it yet um but uh we did that and then back to the hotel and we did the recording on BFYTW which you guys are gonna hear uh momentarily and, uh, we played Cinemind again, so the if you, if you listen to the last time we were on the show, same game, just the Mega Ultra Edition, I guess is what you would call it because of how many, how many people played, um, uh, I will not tell you anything about the outcome, uh, you'll just have to listen for that, but yeah, and then, uh, we had, as you mentioned, we had dinner, and... We were at that restaurant for four hours, dude. Did you realize that? Like, we were there. Oh yeah, I told I
4: told you. I'm like, you know, we've been here for four hours, and we've like just now are finishing dinner.
1: Yeah, but you know what? It wasn't just about eating. It was hanging out. It was because we ended up sitting with a whole different group of people for dinner than we did for breakfast. So we got to meet a whole other group of people. You know, so
4: true. But there was also, I mean. I I'm, I am don't want to sound ungrateful in any capacity. I'm very grateful I was there. I'm great. I mean, I, you know, it's not like they paid for my meal. I mean, they paid for champagne, but like I paid for my meal. Yeah. But like I would have the food was good. I just was kind of not super impressed with the sides is all I'm going to say.
1: Oh, that's fair. I, I mean, you you also ordered fucking tater tots. Let's be,
4: well, you know. Yeah, but I was not the only one to get tater tots. But Right, uh, which was the
1: interesting thing about it is you, like, inspired tater tots. Like, you were the only one getting it, and, like, three people heard you were doing it. you are like, I'm going to do that, too.
4: Well, to be fair, a lot of their sides were not super appealing to me, and that's just my own taste. But it was like, fuck, dude, I'm going to spend X amount of dollars on a fancy-ass steak, which I never do. I'm also gonna get some fucking tater tots because I'm a kid at heart. So Because fuck you, that's why. Yeah, but then everyone else like, Fucking tater tots? Fuck yeah, bro. And then I'm like, You were like, Yeah, those taste frozen. I'm like, Yeah, you're right. They are they these dudes taste like they were from a fucking bag.
1: Now the the garlic mashed potatoes I got were the shiz, so I'm telling you, they were good. But
4: I'm sure. I'm sure.
1: I've I've also eaten at this restaurant before. The restaurant's called Firebirds. I don't know if it's a national chain, but it's definitely a few locations in New Jersey, um, mm-hmm. and so I, there's one right near my home as well. And I've eaten at that location and had equally positive experiences with it. So yeah. um, it was it was worth it to me to to do. Um,
4: well, look, man, we we had a lot of fun. We had a you know we had a lot of Great conversations. Uh, we, you know, we got to hang out. We got to meet and hang out with Justin. He was a cool dude. Uh, I had to kind of steer your ass to bed after the conversation. But uh,
1: uh, well, I was and, fucking dude. It took me two days to get over that hangover. I hang know, up. but
4: you, the entire time as I'm leading you, you were like, "I'm not that drunk," and I'm like, "Trust me, buddy, you're gonna be that drunk," and you did not want to listen. And then as soon as we got in the room and you start, like, undressing and get ready for bed, I guess the alcohol just bitch-slaps you, and you're like, oh my god, how the fuck did I get this drunk? And I'm like, because you wouldn't listen to me.
1: Yeah, that's that's basically how it rolled. Yeah, Yeah.
4: The um... truth is, is you... Like, you went to bed feeling 21 and you woke up feeling 57. That's what happened.
0: No. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In a native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle, utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his Car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico, great service without all the drama. We're gathered here today to join Mike and Jill in holy matrimony.
4: 57.
1: Uh, yo, oh, dude, yeah. I it took me yeah. two days to get over it. I got over that hangover yesterday, the <laughs> day before. You were, yeah,
4: you you were like, dude, we still have half a bottle left, and I'm like, no, motherfucker, that is for future times. That's, that's actually not...
1: up in it's up in a decanter now. I poured it. Good, in leave it the fuck, fuck alone. <laughs> All right, um, uh, but yeah, man. So I, I, we that's a brief recap of what happened. Um, maybe we'll do another. You know. I, intensive deep dive on it maybe not um but yeah that was our trip to red bank and hanging out with the whole odd pods bfytw crew um big shout outs again to augie and pants of and midnight smoke for having us on the show and playing the game with them and and just inviting us to the overall getter get together it was a lot of fun
4: yes uh instead of having the last supper we had the last sit down
1: because fuck you, that's why, is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network.
2: Welcome to Cinemind. Hello and welcome to a very special Odd Pods Media Network Cinemine Challenge. We have 10 contestants here ready to put their cinema knowledge to the test. And whoever can manage to get the most points uh, and manage to withstand the the pressure of the chair and the two-minute timer uh, will win a glorious $100 for their chosen charity. Uh, the rest will leave with considerably less uh, we're going to play two rounds of trivia, two minutes on their specialist subject, and then two minutes of general movie trivia. And again, the players are looking for the highest combined score between rounds. And whichever player manages to take home the bacon gets a $100 for whichever charity they've chosen to represent today. We've got players representing podcasts, YouTube. We've got fans Uh, It's going to be an incredible experience, so let's just kick it off. Our first competitor is Augie. Augie, please introduce yourself for the people listening. Hello, everybody. I am Augie or Doggy 8 whatever you prefer. I prefer Augie personally. Uh, And I am representing a trio of idiots uh, named BFYTW. Yep, that is correct. Thank you very much. You've gotten your first question right. Way to get get off to a good start. Yes. (laughs) I'll never um, get another one right all day. <laughs> so uh what charity are you playing for, Avi? I am playing for Saint Jude. Saint Jude. Very, very good, very good charity. Uh, very close to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so and your specialist subject was Lord of the Rings. That's right. The Lord of the Rings trilogies. Yes. Uh the Steve Jackson trilogies, Lord of the Rings, and the Hobbit, if that's not if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Very good. All right. Well, uh, two minutes on the clock for Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, Lord of the Rings trilogies, the recent ones. And here we go. Your time starts now. The Lord of the Rings trilogy of epic fantasy adventure films were released between 2001 and 2003 and were followed by the Hobbit trilogy between 2012 and 2014. What director directed all six films? It was not Steven. It was... Uh Peter Jackson. That's right. In the first Lord of the Rings movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, which character says the following at a party? I don't know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. Bilbo Baggins. That's right. In The Two Towers from 2002, Yomer meets Aragorn's group and informs them that King Theoden is under the control of Saruman and his servant Grima Wormtongue. What actor plays Grima Wormtongue? Oh, no. I don't know that one, unfortunately. Okay. Uh... In the extended version of The Two Towers, Legolas and Gimli argue about body count. Gimli says the one Legolas shoots is already dead, and Legolas counters that he was twitching. Gimli retorts, he was twitching because he's got my axe. Where? In his nervous system. That's right. In 2003's Return of the King, as King Theoden gathers the Rohirrim army, Aragorn meets Elrond, who informs him of Arwen's plight, and gives him a sword reforged from the shards of King Elendil's sword, Narsil. It is renamed what? (sighs) I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know. Can't say it all though. Pass? Yeah. Denethor demands Pippin sing him a song. Pippin sings through shadow to the edge of night until the stars are all alight. Mist and shadow, cloud and shade. What three words follow? All will fade. All shall all fade. All shall fade. Sorry. In <laughs> The Hobbit, an unexpected journey, Martin Freeman plays young Bilbo Baggins, a hobbit hired by Gandalf to join a group of dwarves on a quest. What actor plays his older self in this and the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Oh, no. I don't know that one either. Pass. Pass. Okay. When trying to convince Bilbo to join them, he mentions that Bilbo's great, 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 great uncle, Bull Roarer Toop, defeated the Goblin King and invented the game of golf at the same time. At what battle did he claim this took place? Uh goblin war no in 2013 i started so i'll finish in 2013's the desolation of smog features the pompous and greedy mayor of the settlement of men at lake town near lonely mountain what british actor and comedian plays the master of lake town i don't remember stephen fry <laughs> okay let's go over the ones you missed uh, when trying to convince Bilbo to join them, he mentions Bilbo's great, great, great uncle, Boror and defeated the Goblin King and invented the game of golf at the same time. He said this happened at the Battle of Greenfields. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actor who plays older Bilbo Baggins is Ian Holm. Uh, Pippin sings all shall fade. You said all will fade. Mm-hmm. I can't accept that. Uh, the sword's name is Anduril, And the actor who plays Grima Warring Tongue is Brad Durif. Yeah, I'm you, bad with the actors. <laughs> you have scored three points, sir. You know what? For BFYTW, dude, that props, is you did a lot better three than last time. Three more points than the last time <laughs> I played. Man, so I will take it. Hell yeah. You're off to a far better start, sir. Well done. Okay, three points for Augie. He will carry those three points into the next round. Go ahead and take your headset off.
3: I'm out of here, peace. Yep. I'm going
2: home. Uh, and uh, the player who is next up will be Seaman. And on deck is Logo Mike. Logo Mike, please take your seat. All Seaman. Right, oh, what's going on? How goes it? Um, right, it, okay. it? It was
5: going well until that started, and then I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to get a single answer right uh, You're looking There's a little no nervous way. now. Uh, 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 I'm, sh- I'm shook. I'm shook a little I, bit. I, I, think, I a think, little time bit.
2: I think you can relax. I think you can relax. Yeah. This is on a subject that's very near and dear to Garth. I God. mean, this but is true. Before we get to that, um, uh, something I should explain that I didn't. Augie already knew, so thank God he went first, but I <laughs> neglected to mention that. The timer will run sort of silently. However, when the music starts, you have 12 seconds left. 12 got you and then time ends when the beep occurs and when that happens if i'm in the middle of reading a question i will finish it and you will get a chance to answer it cool all right so don't expect very much
5: from me folks so
2: c-man um tell the people listening all about you what do you do you are a youtuber is that correct that is
5: correct i've been on youtube about four years now Uh, i review movies television shows and i react to trailers um, I'm a big, uh, Marvel fan and pretty much all comic book fans. It's a, uh, it's, it's a cool world to live in to see the things we get to see these days. So I love fandom as well. So anytime I stumble into some fandom, I love to interact with people. So I, I've been accepted to some new fandoms uh, on some shows that are coming up and have happened and I, I just, I like interacting with the folks and just talking movies. That's, that's what I do.
2: Very, very cool. Uh, so what charity are you playing for?
5: I am playing for the
2: prostate cancer foundation. Oh, Beautiful. Uh, any particular reason, unless it's a touching yeah. story? No, yeah, yeah, no.
5: My <laughs> uh, my, da- my dad was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer about three years ago. He yeah. is cancer free now. Oh, awesome! Um, so yeah. congratulations. Yeah, so that's always good. Um, but yeah, I-, I always like to you know throw some money their way because they helped my dad stay alive. So that's that always cool. That
2: is completely awesome, and I genuinely wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Your specialist subject was the MCU, the nice. Marvel Cinematic Universe. All, All right, right. <sighs> two minutes. Good luck, brother. Thank you, On thank the you, clock. Thank you. Starting now. The first film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is 2008's Iron Man, starring Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. The film was directed by the same man who played Stark's bodyguard, Happy. Who? John Favreau. That's right. When Thor is cast out of Asgard, he's hit by Dr. Jane Foster's car. As he demands to know where he is, Darcy tasers him as the others look at her, and she says what? Followed by what five words? Paris Okay Captain America The First Avenger Stars Tommy Lee Jones As a colonel in the United States Army And member of the Strategic Scientific Reserve Who heads the Super Soldier Project What's the character's name? Paris Marvel's The Avengers Begins with Loki meeting the leader Of an extraterrestrial race Called the Chichari This character can be seen again In a mid-credits scene Talking to Thanos What title is this character known by? in 2013's iron man 3 tony stark enlists the aid of harley keener and tony asks for a laptop a digital watch a cell phone the pneumatic actuator from your bazooka over there a map of town a tuna fish sandwich and what other object captain america the winter soldier features shield's headquarters a compound located on little island in washington dc what's the name of this compound Pass. (laughs) Pass. <laughs> In Guardians of the Galaxy, the characters are arguing about how to stop Ronin. Despite Rocket's disbelief, Peter Quill insists that he has what percentage of a plan?
5: 10%.
2: 12. In 2015's The Avengers Age of Ultron begins with the Avengers storming a compound run by a baron who was experimenting on humans with Loki's scepter. What's his name?
5: I oh, I know this.
2: Pass. In 2016's Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange seeks to learn from the Ancient One, who informs him that arrogance and fear still keep him from learning the simplest and most significant lesson of all. What lesson? Thor Ragnarok (laughs) stars Tessa Thompson as a slave trader who captures Thor for the Grandmaster, but Thor recognizes her as a Valkyrie. She's known by what other designation for most of the film?
5: I got nothing. Ouch. Yeah. I told you it was going to be bad. Oh, I, I I am I know so much, but when it's like on the spot or under pressure, <laughs> I I never have anything.
2: It's the ticking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it doesn't help. I'm glad I got one. Uh, you did. You got one. Uh, let's Good go over job. the ones you missed. I got I got
5: excited. I was like, ooh, maybe this will be okay. And then se- second question, I was like, I'm not answering another <laughs> one right the whole way. Ah, I mean, you started so strong. I know, so strong. Uh,
2: Thor Ragnarok. Tessa Thompson is Scrapper 142. There you go. Uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, Stephen Strange. Learns from the Ancient One, it's not about you. Uh, the Baron who is experimenting on humans with Loki's Scepter is Wolfgang von Strucker. Uh, the compound in Washington, D.C. on Little Island that is Shield's headquarters is called the Triskelion. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the, among the massive list of items Tony asked for, he also asked for a big spring. Uh, <laughs> the character who is the leader of the Chitari and talks to Thanos is the other. Uh, the character's name, uh, that Tommy Lee Jones played in Captain America the First Avenger was Chester Phillips and Darcy Tasers, uh, <laughs> Tasers Thor and says, what? He was freaking me out. <laughs> Dude, I know none of those. Like, no joke. Not yeah, that a single that, that one. was, those were impressive. <laughs> questions. He didn't even know John Favreau, so you got that I over him. You have one point. Hey, I'll take it. Good you job, never bro, know how job. it's going to go <laughs> when yeah. we go into the general knowledge. Maybe general knowledge would be better. You I do might, watch a lot of movies, you but might pick it back up. It's probably not going to get any better than that.
5: <laughs> Sorry,
2: folks. All right. Well, that's it for C-Man. Thank you very much. You may go ahead and leave your seat. And, uh, our next up is Logo Mike, and on deck is Bridget. Please Sweet. join us Bridget, take your seat and put the headset on Man, in the meanwhile, I am nervous right now Logo Mike, I know, I, I understand and I apologize <laughs> I'm like great. shaking, I don't know what these questions are going to be <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, we'll on. talk about that in a moment But first of all, uh, please uh, introduce yourself What do you do, and uh, if you're representing a podcast, who are you representing here? Yes, yeah, so my name's Mike, uh, also known as Logo Mike And I'm representing Podeskew Podcast, hosted by CJ Enrico over here And uh, yeah that's about it. Very Don't good. screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Logo Mike, what charity are you playing for? So, I guess uh, October being uh, Breast Awareness uh, Month, I'm going to be playing for Susan G. Komen Foundation. Oh, that's fantastic. That's awesome, Absolutely dude. fantastic. Freaking right. awesome. And your special subject was? 90s comedies, I think yep, it was. Yeah, I have 1990s comedy movies here. Sure. So, the length and breadth of 1990s comedies, these could be about just about anything. Okay. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, Um, so you've uh, got I'm nervous. You've got two minutes on the clock. (laughs) All right. And your time starts now. Nineteen nineties My Blue Heaven is about an uptight FBI agent forced to protect a larger than life mobster with a heart of gold. Steve Martin plays the mobster. Who plays the FBI agent? Um uh god, I can't think of his name. Can I skip it for now? Yeah. Pass. Uh, Encino Man is a 1992 comedy about two high school students who find a recently unearthed caveman. To fool Dave's parents, they explain that the caveman is actually an exchange student from what country? Pass. 1992 sports comedy ladybug stars rodney dangerfield as a businessman who's desperate for a promotion at work to impress his boss he agrees to coach an all-girls team that plays what sport soccer that's right rick moranis <laughs> <other one. laughs> grumpy old man is the 1993 romantic comedy starring jack lemon as john gustafson jr feuding with his neighbor max an important plot point is john's rather large debt to what organization I don't know. Pass. The 1993 romantic black comedy film So I Married an Axe Murderer is about a commitment-phobic San Francisco beat poet who begins to suspect his girlfriend is killing her significant others. Who plays the poet? Charlie McKenzie uh mike myers that's right billy madison is a 1995 absurd comedy starring adam sandler as the titular billy a spoiled heir to a fortune 500 company who spends his days drinking with friends like frank who is played by what saturday night live alum norm mcdonald is right 1995 buddy stoner comedy friday revolves around craig jones and Smokey's attempt to find enough money to pay back a drug dealer by 10 p.m how much money do they owe $200? Is right. Tommy Boy is a 1995 adventure comedy starring Chris Farley as Tommy Callahan, who gets an executive job at his family's plant, which makes cars for uh, parts for what kind of machines? Uh, automobiles. That's right. What 1996 science fiction comedy is about Sherman Klump, a morbidly obese scientist who creates a serum that causes him to temporarily lose 250 um, uh... pounds? I say, Professor Clump, is it? No. I have to. I have to ask for an answer. Um.
5: I, I, pass, I pass. It's the nutty professor. The nutty <laughs> professor.
2: Yeah. No, uh, my apologies. Boy, I got Very four, good. right? Four? Yeah. I I, uh, so. I sort of gave you one there, totally by accident, but nothing I can do about it now. <laughs> What's uh up? But uh, anyway, let's go over the ones you missed. Uh, grumpy old man, John Gustafson Jr. owes a rather large debt to the Internal Revenue Service. Mm-hmm. Um, to fool Dave's parents in Encino Man, they tell him the caveman is from Estonia. <laughs> and, I knew uh, that. And you <laughs> got Rick Moranis, but just a hair too late, I'm afraid. But you did get... One, two, three, four, five, correct, which bad. puts you in the That's lead. Very at the nice. Very well. Man. Those are like easy, really easy questions. <laughs> that I just kind of blanked on some of them, but you know. The seat's hot, man. It's you scary. You did. Very good. All right. So, Bridget Fa is next, and on deck is Rico. So, Logo Mike, if you could take take your headset off and leave the seat Rico will take your place and I will get to know Bridget a little bit hi Bridget how are you
6: hi how are you
2: I'm good (laughs) we
6: got Bridget (laughs) I know
2: I'm thrilled to have her here it's delightful Um, (laughs) that's
6: one way to fucking put it (laughs) oh wait can I curse
2: you can curse all you like dear god i hope so fucking curse away (laughs)
6: thank the fucking lord yes
2: (laughs) All right. So uh, remind us again what podcast you are representing.
6: I am representing Bicoastal Biaches. Excellent. Yes. Yes. Uh,
2: and what charity are you going to play for today?
6: Mike Rowe Works.
2: Oh, tell me about it. I don't know anything about so,
6: it. So Mike Rowe, formerly of the TV show Dirty oh, Jobs.
2: Mike Rowe. Right. <laughs> and
6: so he has an organization that helps uh, raise money to give out um, – uh, what the fuck is the right word? Um, uh, what do you do – this is not gonna work Um, (laughs) like not subscriptions when you give out um, subsidies something yeah subsidies we'll use that word still not the right one sure to people who want to go to col- not really college they're going to trade schools um, oh tuition scholarships oh. scholarships,
0: scholarships. there you. we
6: go yeah. see this is going to show you how the fucking quiz is going to go because <laughs> I can't think of words
2: well but I mean you, know. you picked a topic near and dear to my heart mine too what's your special subject
6: the princess bride <gasps> oh
2: my god princess yes. bride I, I'm a little
6: nervous now because mm. I'm going to fuck this up royally but well, you know you never know we shall see
2: we shall see I genuinely wish you luck uh You got twelve questions, Mm -hmm. two minutes on the Princess Bride starting now. The Princess Bride is a 1987 fantasy adventure comedy film about a grandfather reading a fantasy book to his sick grandchild. What prolific director both directed and co-produced the film? Rob Reiner. That's right. As the movie opens, the grandson is playing a baseball video game when his mom says his grandpa's here. The kid complains that grandpa always does something, Pinches which grandpa immediately does. What does he do? Pinches yes, that's correct. The grandfather tells the boy he's brought the book his father read to him when he was sick. The grandfather's played by a veteran actor who's best known for his work on long-running TV show Columbo. What's his name Peter is right. The story in the book revolves around a girl named Buttercup who lives on a farm with handsome farmhand Wesley. In what fictional kingdom does this all take place? Pass. Okay. Buttercup is forcibly betrothed to Prince Humperdinck, but before the wedding, she's kidnapped by three outlaws: a Sicilian named Basini, a Spaniard named Nigo, and a giant named Fezzik, who is from what large island? Pass. A man in black pursues the outlaws and successfully defeats all three, taking Buttercup prisoner for himself. When they reach the gorge, Buttercup correctly guesses that he is the man who killed Wesley, giving what name?
6: Dread Pirate Roberts.
2: Is right. Wesley explains that the name Dread Pirate Roberts is actually a title that's passed on. He inherited it from a man named Ryan, who inherited it from a man named Cumberbund. The real Roberts was retired and living like a king where? Ass. When they are captured by Humperdinck, Wesley realizes that Humperdinck's vizier has six fingers on his hand. That man is Count Tyrone Rugen, and he's portrayed by what actor?
6: Uh, Christopher Guest. Is
2: right. Wesley is taken to the pit of despair where Count Rugen tortures people. Wesley is nurtured back to health by Rugen's assistant, a strange man played by Mel Smith, who is only known by what title? the albino is right miracle max is played by billy crystal and he and the actress who plays his wife spent time before filming working on a backstory and developing a rapport rob reiner also let them improvise some of their lines what actress played max's wife is right at the end of the film i've started so i'll finish at the end of the film humperdinck finds wesley and buttercup and wesley proposes a fight to the pain he explains that this means first humperdinck will lose his feet then his hands what body part comes next
6: Left eye followed by his right.
2: His nose. Otherwise, excellent performance. Thank you. Damn, Bridget.
3: Uh, <laughs> frickin' representing. Excellent uh, I'm disappointed.
2: Let's go over the ones you missed. Uh, the real Dread Pirate Roberts is retired and living like a king in Patagonia. Yes. Uh, Fezzik is from Greenland. <laughs> I love where I thing. found you. Yes. Um And uh, the the whole story takes place in the fictional kingdom of Florin. Otherwise, fantastic job. One, Seriously. two, three, four, five, six, seven. You've catapulted into the lead. Enjoy first place.
6: Thank you very much, gentlemen. <laughs> very
2: very well nice, done. We'll see you nice. again in the final round. Okay. We're going to do our last player for this go-around.
4: Hey, Rico. How goes it? What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm. I'm really now nervous like, <laughs> Because I'm what Like champion from last time Is that what it was uh, That is correct mm-hmm. You have
2: won the first and only episode of Cinemine so far and So now you've, I will got, lose. you've got a legacy <laughs> to uphold sir I don't yeah. mind telling you uh, no pressure. <laughs> no, anyway, no, 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 no. remind us again what podcast you represent. Sir, I represent Pod Askew Podcast. Which everybody should listen to, just like by coastal Biatches. Um, and,
4: of course, uh, what charity are you playing for? I will do the same charity as last time, the 86 Fund. It is a charity for specifically waitresses and bartenders and working staff uh, that had to really struggle through COVID. And my mother was a waitress and she passed away, so it really means a lot to me that's fantastic that's cool man Heck all yeah. right
2: so uh your specialist subject was frank sinatra movies much to everyone's chagrin oh <laughs>
1: dude good category i like this man i'll be <laughs> honest with
2: you like this is the only one that really threw me for a loop this is the one i had to research the hardest because i knew nothing about them but i've got 12 questions for you two minutes on the clock if you're ready i am ready your time starts Now, MGM cast Sinatra opposite Gene Kelly and Catherine Grayson in a 1945 musical comedy which would be nominated for several Academy Awards, including Best Original Song for I Fall In Love Too Easily, sung by Sinatra. What's the name of the film? Acres Away. Is right. Sinatra would again be teamed up with Gene Kelly in the 1949 musical Take Me Out to the Ball Game, in which Sinatra plays Dennis Ryan, a part-time vaudevillian and baseball player for what fictional baseball team? Sinatra would work with Gene Kelly as sailors on shore leave one more time in 1949's On the Town, which includes Sinatra's character Chip falling for an aggressively amorous taxi driver named what? Passed. Sinatra struggled to stay in the Hollywood spotlight until the 1953 romance war film From Here to Eternity earned him a nomination and win of the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for playing what character? Angelo Maggio. That's right. Sinatra took a villainous turn in the 1954 noir crime film Suddenly. He plays a psychopath who takes a family hostage to use their house so he can assassinate the president, who is traveling by what mode of transportation? Train. Is right. Sinatra was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor for his betrayal of a drug addict who gets clean in prison but struggles to stay that way in the outside world in what 1955 drama male with a golden arm is right in 1956 sinatra would star in romantic musical comedy film high society alongside bing crosby and grace kelly sinatra plays macaulay mike connor in the film a man with what occupation baker Reporter slash journalist. 1959's A Hole in the Head won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. That song was a Sinatra standard that would go on to be used as a campaign song by John F. Kennedy the following year. What's the name of the song? I hope so. Is right. In 1960 heist film Ocean's Eleven, while going over the plan, Vince Masler asks, if it's so foolproof, why hasn't somebody done it yet? Sinatra as Danny Ocean replies, same reason nobody's gone to the moon yet, but two words are the reason. It's expensive. No equipment. Sinatra considered the high point of his film career to be 1962's The Manchurian Candidate, which earned an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress. What actress earned the nod for playing the diabolical, politically motivated Eleanor? Angela Lansbury is right and ends the round. Well done. You, uh, you only passed on two. Uh, the aggressively amorous taxi driver that Sinatra's character chip falls for in On the Town is Brunhilde Hilde <laughs> Esterhazy. Uh,
7: <laughs> yes. That's a name. I love that name. Uh, so much. And
2: in Take Me Out to the Ball Game, uh, Sinatra plays Dennis Ryan, a baseball player for the Chicago Wolves. Ah otherwise an excellent round that is one two three four five six not quite enough to put you into first place but keeping you among the ranks i think well i was hard now i'm soft (laughs) well in any event uh that's going to be it for our first round of players we will be back to play round two right after this Welcome back. We have done five of our ten competitors, and we have five more to go through their specialist subjects. Let's meet the next one, uh, Justin, aka Mexican. How would What's you, up? How would you prefer to be called during this? Uh, Mexi's fine. Mexi. All yeah. right. Excellent. So um, you are not a podcaster; you are a fan
3: that is correct mm-hmm. yeah i've uh, been a fan of uh aaron and stevie's work for quite a long time <laughs> way back in the pantsless shorts days uh, those idiots yeah, yeah definitely and uh jorge man. too
2: yes. there's yeah. no accounting for taste everybody
3: no yep. not at all and uh <laughs> so yeah it was long long time ago uh i won't get into the long story but the short of it is i, I found their work on youtube and uh actually ended up writing the uh theme song for uh the show, the Save yeah. files. Yeah. yeah
2: that was used all of twice, yeah, all of twice, yeah,
3: <laughs> and uh, but it's cool. you all should go check out known, some of that I was school. about to quit YouTube
2: unfortunately, but uh yeah that's just because i'm a jerk, so <laughs> yeah, uh, I still regret it every day um yeah. so now i'm gonna hopefully make it up to you uh yeah. you've uh you've elected to pick uh, what charity are you playing for
3: yeah, so it's one that uh that you guys have actually played for before um uh, in honor of Jorge uh, the niagara hospice oh that's a beautiful choice that's fucking badass thanks man
2: much appreciated yeah, no. uh for those who may not be aware uh niagara hospice took care of jorge in his last days and was very good to him and us so we yes. are very grateful so like seriously that they're is amazing thank you for that mm-hmm. um what was your special subject the matrix <sighs> yes just the single movie because we had the matrix series last time so that's right this is the matrix movie from 1999 two minutes 12 questions your time starts Now The Matrix is a 1999 Science fiction action film Starring Keanu Reeves As computer programmer Thomas Anderson A.K.A. Hacker Neo What actor plays Agent Smith The primary antagonist Hugo Weaving Is right The film popularized A visual effect In which the heightened Perception of certain characters Is represented by action Progressing in slow motion While the camera Appears to move At normal speed This effect is known By what two words Bullet time Is right After the title of the film Is displayed What follows is a Stylistic depiction Of the machines Attempting to trace A phone call between trinity and a character who swears the line is clean what character cypher is right agent brown and a group of cops chase trinity up to the rooftop where she leads them across several buildings she jumps across a street to another rooftop and agent brown follows prompting a cop to say what two words that's impossible is right text appears on neo's screen instructing him to follow the white rabbit when he sees a white rabbit tattoo on troy's girlfriend's shoulder she agrees to go with them to a nightclub what song is playing when we see the club pass when neo meets morpheus he asks what the matrix is and morpheus replies that you see it out your window or when you turn on your tv you feel it when you go to work go to church or do what activity pay your taxes is right when neo takes the red pill he's hooked up to machines and told the pill disrupts his input output carrier signal when he asks what that means cypher says it means buckle your seatbelt and calls him what name Dorothy is right. Around the, Aboard the Nebuchadnezzar, Neo is strapped into a chair and opens his eyes in an all-white space. Morpheus explains this is a loading program where they can generate any objects they need. What is the program called? The... The construct? Is right. Neo undergoes several training programs with Morpheus, including one in which Neo is distracted by a woman in a red dress. Later, what character proudly takes credit for the woman? Mouse. Is right. When Cypher meets Agent Smith at a restaurant, they make a deal to trade Morpheus for Cypher being plugged back into the Matrix. Agent Smith refers to Cypher throughout the scene by what last name? Mr. Riggin. Is right. After being ambushed in the Matrix, Cypher gets back to the ship first and takes out Tank and Dozer. He then taunts Trinity and explains himself and starts pulling the plugs of his shipmates, starting with what character?
3: It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I need an answer. Yep. I'm gonna it's call it pa- yeah, time. Yeah. It's on the APOC. APOC. Oh yeah. It was on the tip of my tongue. Otherwise, an absolute oh brilliant performance. <laughs> Beautiful, I, I, Dracula, Dracula by Rob Zombie. Yeah, there, you yeah. Looked, yeah, you looked like you had it.
2: Yeah, it was Dracula <laughs> yeah. that was playing the club. <laughs> yeah, Near perfect Woo! performance. Yeah. You only passed on one and missed one. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Awesome. Very well Dude. done.
3: Awesome. Great. See, that was freaking gorgeous, man. Appreciate it. Damn. That
2: is a damn good start. You've catapulted into the lead. We'll see how it holds up in round two. In the meanwhile, he's going to take off from his chair and, uh, Catters, you'd be kind enough to take his place. You'll be on deck as we move on to CJ. Hey, CJ. What's going on, everybody? What's
1: up? What's up, buddy? Uh, no
2: fucking pressure following that shit, <laughs> right? I mean, Jesus.
1: At all, man. Oh, all.
2: man. Well, I mean, here's the good news. I know you studied. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you watched me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, just remind everybody what uh, podcast you are representing, sir. Podeskew, third member today. Oh, beautiful. Awesome. And uh, and what is your chosen charity? Shriners Hospitals. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very they
1: nice. they uh for those not familiar with me, I have a disability known as schizencephaly, which is very similar to cerebral palsy, and if it wasn't for the, the wonderful people at Shriner's Hospital of Philadelphia, specifically, I wouldn't be sitting here with you all doing this shit. So, Dude, I, that's uh, cool, yeah, man. so yeah. every are, time I can give them any kind of charity back, I try
2: to do it. We are so. completely grateful oh, yeah, to them because they brought you to us. That yeah, I, awesome. Rico may regret regret that a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> 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 <No comment>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, what is your specialist subject? To? Back to the Future trilogy. The Back to the Future trilogy. <laughs> all very three good. Three of the movies. Uh, Once again, like everybody else, 12 questions, two minutes, your time starts... Now, The first Back to the Future movie almost didn't get made. It was rejected over 40 times by studios until the director of the film found success directing Romancing Romancing the Stone. What's the director's name? Robert Zemeckis. Is right. Michael J. Fox was the initial choice to portray Marty McFly in the film, but he was unavailable. Another actor was hired and scenes were shot, but Zemeckis determined he was not right for the part. What's the actor's name? Eric Stoltz Is right. Thomas F. Wilson memorably plays Biff Tannen, the primary antagonist who tries to bully everyone. When Marty first runs into him in 1955, what are the first two words Biff says? What are you looking at? No. Hey, McFly. One of Marty McFly's biggest problems in the first movie is that his mother has become romantically infatuated with him instead of his father. What actress played both teenage and middle-aged Lorraine? Leah Thompson. Is right. The climax of the film has Marty and Doc racing to capture a lightning bolt and send the DeLorean to 1985. Once successful, Marty runs to the mall to try and save Doc. What is the name of the mall at this point in the film? Lone Pine Mall. Is right. Back to the Future 2 begins with Doc, Marty, and Jennifer going to 2015 to help Marty's kids. Once there, Marty is delighted to get shoes with power laces. What brand are the shoes? Nike. Is right. Fun fact, Michael J. Fox plays Marty's older self, his son, and his daughter in the sequel. His son is Marty McFly Jr. What's his daughter's name? Pass. Pass when marty doc and jennifer return to 1985 marty realizes that things are very wrong to ensure they arrived at the correct date marty grabs a newspaper from a porch but is immediately held at gunpoint by what character Stricken. is right at the end of the film marty watches in horror as the delorean is struck by lightning and vanishes but a courier shows up with a letter for marty the courier is from what financial services company western union is right back to the future 3 begins in doc's house as they plan to recover the delorean when they find the car they're disturbed to find doc's dog whimpering at doc's grave what's the name a Doc's Dog in 1955. Copernicus. That's right. When Marty McFly arrives in 1885, he falls down a slope, crashing into a fence. The owner of the fence happens to be his great-great grandfather, whose first name is also Marty's middle name, which is what? Seamus. Is right. Well done. Dude. Oh. Very <laughs> well done. good, man. Very good. You only passed on one. Yeah, I know. And missed one. Uh, Marty's daughter's name in the future. Did hmm. it come to you? No anybody i can't remember it's marlene marlene, ah! yes. marlene mcfly Mar- otherwise otherwise one two three four five six seven eight nine we have two players tied for first place with nine points i try i try well done both of you very well done all right Next up is going to be Cat Ears, and on deck we have Aaron. So once CJ vacates the space, we'll bring Aaron in. And while that's happening, hello, Cat Ears. Hello. Hi. So thrilled to have you. Um, you're a special guest here. We, several of us were not <laughs> expecting you.
6: <laughs> well, thank you for having me.
2: It's awesome that you're here. Uh, so uh, just tell everybody who don't may not know about you. Um, your name, what name you'd like to be called by, and what <laughs> podcast you're representing.
6: My name is Jamie, and I am representing Married with Television, uh, podcast. Uh, we are part of the Odd Pods Media Network.
1: Heck yeah. Woo, <laughs> Odd Pods, baby. Woo.
2: I think Stevie's just fist bumping everybody I at this point. I so. am. Okay, I'm excited right now. I'm really <laughs> excited. You have yeah, no idea. Because he doesn't have to do with Ping. That's nice. Um, and uh, <laughs> Jamie... Um, then you, you are part of Married with Television with, uh, your with my husband, Shannon. Shannon. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so what charity are you playing for today?
6: Planned Parenthood.
2: Planned Parenthood. Very good. Awesome. Um, okay. And what was your special subject again? Remind everybody.
6: Uh, the Scream franchise, although I'm kind of regretting that now. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: amazing. We mm. shall
2: see. Okay. Uh, we shall see. I have a feeling you'll do well. Um, <laughs> but don't worry about it. Uh so once again like everybody else 2 minutes on the clock 12 minutes or not 12 minutes 12 questions <laughs> 12 questions <laughs> 12 minutes, 2 Sweet. minutes special guests. special guests. <laughs> <laughs> No 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> 12 questions 2 minutes I knew I was going to run into trouble with two numbers <laughs> yeah. uh 12 questions 2 minutes your time starts now scream is a 1996 satirical slasher film starring nev campbell as a high school student who becomes the target of a mysterious killer in a halloween costume who directed all four scream films Wes craven is right the film was inspired by the real life case of daniel harold rolling an american serial killer who murdered five students in florida over four days in august 1990 but what nickname is rolling better known I don't know, the Red Baron? No, the Gainesville Ripper. Okay. In the first Scream movie, the high school is suspended in the wake of the murders and the killer stabs Principal Himbry to death. What actor went uncredited for his portrayal of Arthur Himbry?
6: Uh, Henry Winkler. Is
2: right. Scream 2 from 1997 begins with a screening of Stab, a film based on the events of Scream 1. Omar Epps plays a college student watching the movie, but he goes to the restroom where he's killed. What's his character's name? Oh, shit. Um, I don't know, Steve. Uh, Phil Stevens. Uh, Uh, Close. close, In Scream 2, the killer calls Gale, but Randy picks up. When they realize the killer is watching them, Dewey and Gale split up to look for him. The killer asks Randy what his favorite scary movie is. What movie does Randy pick?
6: Oh, he doesn't pick a horror movie. Sorry. That's all I know. Ah, Showgirls. (laughs) Uh, Scream
2: 2 ends with a climactic confrontation with not one, but two killers, one of whom is Debbie Salt, the mother of one of the killers from the first movie. She's played by what actress? Kathy... Me- no karen mccall no Lori Lori laurie uh scream three from 2000 begins with cotton weary being threatened by the killer for sydney's whereabouts the killer is outside cotton's girlfriend's bathroom what's her name totally don't even know christine humorously jay and silent bob have a cameo in the film where they run into gail weathers and jay mistakes her for connie chung and asks her how her husband is who's her husband David Arquette, Maury, Maury, Uh, and oh, sorry, yes, you're right. Martha Meeks, Randy's sister, delivers a tape Randy had made before his death with three tips for trilogies. The second tip is that anybody could die, and it could be like what movie?
6: Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street,
2: Reservoir Dogs. Ah, You're right. That was rough. Okay. I tried. That was rough. Uh, you did okay. Uh, you didn't pass didn't on any them. of them. No. You didn't pass on any of them. And, uh, I, I partially mean. Yeah. <laughs> but you got two. Okay. Which I, I think means you're not last. All right. There we go. <laughs> so you're, you're doing awesome. All right.
6: Thank you so much. Sure.
2: Well, we'll bring you back for the general knowledge round. You never know how that's going to go. All right. It could go any which way. Hopefully you'll do A lot better there and catch up. We'll see. In the meanwhile, I'm going to have ZZ Todd take her place. You'll be on deck and we will get to know Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Well, hey, fucking Aaron. You have a lovely name. You is do, too. Has anyone told you that?
3: God, it's you amazing. have a
2: fucking
7: great name. I know.
2: And you, you, you're a goddess. You really are. I, I feel the same about you. Does anybody oh, else think this is a little weird? Nobody's, it's just me. Nobody's ever <laughs> called me a goddess before. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: but I will take it. Um, okay, so uh, remind everybody what podcast you're playing for.
7: Uh, yeah, I'm playing on behalf of Bi-Coastal <laughs> Woo! Yes.
2: Uh, excellent. And... Uh, And what charity have you decided to play for today?
7: Uh, It's actually a small charity that's very close to my heart. Uh, It's called the Edwards Center. It's in Portland. They help develop mentally disabled adults have long term families so that when their parents pass away, they're not alone. And they put them in group homes together, and there's a house parent, and it's amazing.
1: That is so freaking
7: awesome, dude. That's freaking
1: badass.
2: Hell yeah. Man, do our people know how to pick charities what? or what? This is awesome. All right. So uh, remind us of what your special subject was.
7: Well, um, I had to pick something other than Back to the Future.
2: So. Sadly. Somebody <laughs> had <laughs> taken that from you. But I, I apologize.
7: very stupidly was like, I love Sunset Boulevard so much. And uh, so we'll see how this goes.
2: All right. Uh, Sunset Boulevard, the 1950 movie. 12 questions. Two minutes. Starting. Now, Sunset Boulevard is a 1950 black comedy film noir. The film was directed by an Austrian-American director, producer, and screenwriter whose career would span five decades. What's his name? Billy Wilder. Is right. The film stars Joe uh, Gillis, a struggling screenwriter, and as the film begins with Joe narrating, as a police swarm a Sunset Boulevard mansion, they find Joe's body in what location at the mansion? Floating in the swimming pool. That's right. Car repossession men show up to Joe's apartment and demand the keys. Joe tells them he loaned the car to a friend. One of the men says the car better be back by noon tomorrow or there will be what pass when betty schaefer critiques joe's script uh he argues but she insists a film should have a message to which joe retorts that stories aren't enough for her and she would have turned down what classic film gone with the wind is right joe hides from the repo men winding up at the mansion of norma desmond who incorrectly believes that joe is there to deliver a coffin for what unusual kind of animal a monkey
3: uh chimpanzee yeah
2: okay norma desmond is a former silent film star who draws joe into her fantasy world she's played by a former silent film star herself who won a golden globe and was nominated for an oscar what's her name gloria swanson is right one of gloria swanson's silent movies queen kelly was used for a scene where norma and joe watch one of norma's old movies and she declares we didn't need dialogue we had what Faces. Is right. Betty Schaefer runs into Joe at a party and admits guilt over her critique, but as the party is loud, she asks if there's some place they can talk. Joe suggests the bathroom, referring to it by what two-word phrase?
7: Water closet.
2: Rainbow room. Norma's servant, Max, drives Norma and Joe to Paramount, ostensibly to meet about Norma's script, but Max learns they just want to rent her unusual car. What make is the car? Pass. When Norma visits the set of Cecil B. DeMille's latest film, he has her sit in his chair while he makes a phone call. Meanwhile, a spotlight operator recognizes and calls out to her, identifying himself by what name? Okay. Is right. Joe finds himself in a moral quandary when Betty Schaefer admits she loves him, as Betty is currently engaged to Joe's friend, Artie Green, who is portrayed by what actor? Uh,
7: Jack... Shit. Nope. <laughs> jack shit! <laughs> nice. Nice. Shit fuck?
2: It is not Jack Shit. It is uh, it is Jack Webb. God. It was right there on the tip of your tongue. Um okay, so let's go over the two that you passed on. Um so the repo man says the car had better be back by noon tomorrow or there will be fireworks. Uh and the car is an Asada Fraschini. I mean, is that really a threat? Yeah, I mean, mean, you know. That'd be amazing. You're going to put on a fireworks show? Sure, why not?
7: I I thought for sure you were going to ask about the wax And In any event, one, two,
2: (laughs) three, four, five, six, seven. Right in amongst the top, Aaron. Well done. Good
3: job. Good job. Well done. There we go.
2: All right. Very good. Okay, so one man left to play. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Last but certainly not least, it's Zizi Todd. Hi, Zizi Todd. Hi. How's it going, buddy?
0: Hey, Hi, everybody. Do. How you doing, buddy?
2: <laughs> oh. So, uh, if I know correctly, you are not a podcaster, but you are a fan. Is that correct?
0: I am not a podcaster. I just happen to be here, and you guys let me crash your party. <laughs> <Yes>. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, well, we're
2: certainly happy you're here. Um, I'm so- certainly happy I'm here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh,
0: what charity would you like to play for? Um, I really believe in support your local charities, but this time I'm going fuck cancer just because... Fuck cancer.
2: (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. I think that's a something I can get behind. Uh, And what did you choose as your chosen subject? Uh, The Deadpool movies. Yes. Deadpool 1 and... And I I keep hearing people saying they regret what category they chose. Right. I just regret being here. (laughs) Oh, well, uh, we got two minutes in which to make you regret all of existence. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. Twelve questions, two minutes, when you're ready. Ready. Starting now. In the first Deadpool film, Wade Wilson is a dishonorably discharged special forces operative working as a mercenary when he meets Vanessa, who is played by what actress?
0: Morena um, Baccarin?
2: Yep. Uh, Wade is diagnosed with terminal cancer, but is approached by a recruiter offering a cure. He is taken to Ajax, whom Wade mocks quite mercilessly when he learns Ajax's real first name is what?
5: Oh. Bastard.
2: <laughs> Uh, Deadpool's roommate for much of the film is Blind Al, played by Leslie Uggams. At one point, he tells her there's 116 kilos of cocaine buried somewhere in the apartment, right next to what? The cure for her blindness. Is right. When Colossus and Megasonic Teenage Warhead find Deadpool on the highway, Deadpool punches Colossus in the groin with a loud metal clang, and Deadpool remarks in astonishment what three words? Um... Oh my god, dad? No. Uh, On their way to rescue Vanessa, the cab driver Dopinder reveals that he's taken Deadpool's advice and put his romantic rival in the trunk in order to win back a girl named what?
5: Oh, is it Gita? It is.
2: At the end of the climactic battle, Deadpool holds a gun to Ajax's face, cocks it, and replies any last words, to which Ajax replies with what three-word question? What's my name? Is right. Deadpool 2 begins with Vanessa's death, which Deadpool blames himself for. After trying but failing to commit suicide, he is left with one memento, an anniversary gift. What is it? Uh ski ball Token. Is right. As a new member of the X-Men, Deadpool, Colossus, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead respond to a standoff between authorities and an unstable young mutant, Russell Collins, who is also known by what name? Firefist. Is right. When Deadpool starts putting together the X-Force, a man calling himself Shatterstar applies, and during the interview declares he is from what planet? Uh, Planet Mojo? I'll accept that. Mojo World. When Deadpool learns that Cable is from the future, he asks three questions. First, is dubstep still a thing? And the second question is about what franchise of disaster films?
1: Oh, um... No.
2: And that's time. Sharknado. Oh, yeah.
6: Sharknado.
2: (laughs) Uh, All right. You only passed on two. Uh when he learns Ajax's real first name, he mocks him mercilessly, it is
3: Francis
2: Francis, yes. Uh and when he punches Colossus in the <laughs> groin, he says
1: um, uh, um Your Poor Wife. Your, your poor done. wife <laughs> yeah. is yes. what he
2: says. Absolutely right. Such a great line. Otherwise, yeah. a really good showing is easy, Todd. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> hey. go, right amongst the top. All right, so all 10 players have played their special subjects. We're going to do the general (coughs) knowledge round right after this. Welcome back. This is it. Uh, All 10 players are going to play one more round, two minutes, general knowledge, each of them. We're going to start in order of how well they did, starting with the least to the most points. Uh, And uh, whichever player has the most points at the end of all 10 will win and take home a hundred dollars for their chosen charity uh we're gonna start with the uh, seaman you have one point but here's your chance to in, in enlarge that total and I, I i understand you mentioned you were a youtuber and did not mention yeah people i was real nervous
5: before so yeah. i forgot to say you can find me at youtube.com slash cinema underscore sit down um and cinema underscore sit down is both my socials on instagram and twitter but yeah Perfect. I was I was scared and now I'm even more scared because I blew my round so let's do this <laughs> well listen
2: this is general knowledge it could go any which way hopefully it falls right into your lap we'll see two minutes let's on general knowledge if you're ready I am starting now Featuring Felicity Jones as Jin Erso, what 2016 Star Wars movie chronicles the events leading up to the theft of the Death Star plans from an imperial base on the planet Scarif? Rogue One. Is right. The 1994 British romantic comedy Four Weddings and a Funeral follows the adventures of Charles and friends through a number of social occasions. Charles is played by an actor known for his stuttering. What actor? Uh, Pass. Gollum is a fictional, monstrous character from the Hobbit and the Lords of the Rings novels. What actor played Gollum through both those Lord of the Rings and Hobbit trilogies? Andy Serkis. Is right. What 1940 American romantic psychological horror film starred Laurence Olivier and Joan Fontaine and is the only film that Alfred Hitchcock won a Best Picture Oscar for? Pass. In 2020, the Best Picture Academy Award went to a Korean black comedy thriller, which was the first non-English language film to win. What's the name of the film?
5: give me one second (laughs) Parasite
2: is right the 2011 animated western comedy film Rango features a tropical shirt wearing chameleon who accidentally ends up in a town that desperately needs a new sheriff what actor voices Rango Johnny Depp is right 1952 musical romantic comedy film Singing in the Rain is a lighthearted depiction of Hollywood in the late 1920s what actor sang the title song Singing in the Rain Pass. What 2002 Tom Cruise science fiction action film is based on a short story by Philip K. Dick and revolves around police apprehending criminals based on foreknowledge provided by three psychics called precogs? Minority Report. Is right. A Fish Called Wanda is a 1988 heist comedy film about a gang of diamond thieves causing all kinds of chaos trying to find the loot. What Monty Python alumnus plays the bumbling barrister Archie Leach? Pass. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is a 1969 American Western film about a pair of outlaws on the run. After a string of train robberies, Robert Redford played the Sundance Kid. Who played Butch Cassidy? Pass. The 2018 biographical musical drama film Bohemian Rhapsody features Rami Malek as the lead singer of the British rock musical band Queen. What's the name of the singer? Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury is right. Okay, let's go over the that was ones... That better than the first round. You hey, good,
5: good job, I do have some <laughs> new movie knowledge.
2: Let's go over the ones you passed. Uh, so uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Robert Redford was the Sundance Kid. Butch Cassidy was. You had no idea. Yeah. Anybody? Hollywood. Is right. Uh, the Monty Python alumnus who plays Archie Leach in A Fish Called Wanda? John Cleese. John Cleese yeah. is right. Uh, let's see. Um, you got that yeah. one. The actor who did Singing in the Rain in 1952? Kelly. Kelly. Yep. Absolutely yeah, right. Uh, you got those other two right. And uh, let's see. The uh, 1940 American Romantic Psychological Horror Film uh, by Alfred Hitchcock. Did anybody know that?
6: Marnie?
2: No. Uh, it was Rebecca. Mm. And the actor who stutters and was in forwardings in a funeral is Hugh Grant. Stevie, how many points did he get? Six by my account. Six hey, points. Which puts out. your score. Skull- I got lost anymore. Yeah, up to job. seven. <laughs> you will not win no but, but hey it's better than knowing lot, i would be in last it's a lot better than you started with so <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a good improvement i'd say all right well thanks thank guys you very this, much. Was, this was fun i appreciate thank you very it very much okay. your, your charity will receive five dollars as a condolence prize
5: thank you very much guys very i appreciate good. that definitely, awesome definitely man
2: okay uh so uh he will leave his seat and the person who will take his seat is augie augie you're out you're on deck <clears throat> meanwhile hello jamie Hello, Aaron. Hi. How are you feeling? I'm good. Good, yeah. All right. <laughs> Could be better. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you've you, <a> little bit. <laughs> you've got two points. It's time to make that better. Oh gosh, please. You've got this. Uh, two minutes of general knowledge questions, starting now. The Day the Earth Stood Still is a 1951 science fiction drama film that was remade in 2008 with Keanu Reeves playing the alien Klaatu. What is the name of the giant robot that accom- accompanies the alien in both films?
6: I- Verrattu?
2: No, Gort. Yeah, uh, in right. Four Weddings and a Funeral, the funeral is for one of Charles' friends who suffers a sudden heart attack during the third wedding. What's the name of the character who dies? Matthew, Tom, or Gareth? gareth is right the 1998 american crime comedy film out of sight stars george clooney and jennifer lopez as lovers on opposite sides of the law and the director's first name is steven what's his last name Soderbergh is right what 1972 american musical drama film was directed by bob fossey and features liza minnelli michael york and joel gray in pre-world war ii berlin Cabaret is right. The 1958 science fiction body horror film The Fly had a screenplay written by the same man who wrote the, no- the novel Shogun. What's his name?
6: Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. No,
2: James Clavell. The 2014 animated adventure comedy The Lego Movie features a theme song that's a mantra for the Lego universe and is about people working together to do bigger things. What's the name of the song?
6: It's Tegan and Sarah. That's
2: all I know. No. Uh everything is awesome. What yes, 2017 yes. <laughs> Christopher Nolan ensemble war film featured the tagline when 40,000 men couldn't get home, home came for them? I don't know. Dunkirk. Emma Thompson won the Best Actress Academy Award in 1993 for her role in what 1992 romantic drama film based on the 1910 E.M. Forster novel of the same name?
6: Rebecca of Greenville?
2: No, Howard's End. The 1996 American comic science fiction film Mars Attacks is based on the Topps trading card series of the same name. Who directed the film? Tim Burton. Is right. Uh, Michael Caine starred in a 1984 romantic comedy about two fathers and their daughters taking a trip to Brazil. It's based on the French film One Wild Moment, but is better known by what name?
6: Uh, wild at
5: heart.
2: Uh, no, blame it on Rio. <sighs> Uh, you didn't pass any You took a guess on all of them So there's none to go back over Steve, how did you do? You got four correct Good job, Jamie That
1: was thank awesome, you. Kat
6: yeah, I tried to guess just in case right? yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, you uh, did I mean, good. You, did. You, you nailed a bunch of those guesses You did better so, than I yeah. ever
1: would You seriously did way better oh. than me on those ones Well, thank
6: you very much for having me
1: thank
2: uh, you. Absolutely, your charity will receive a $5 donation in your name Thank you very much You're welcome All right Cat ears will take off and logo Mike. You will take her place to be on deck while we turn to Augie. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Augie. Somebody. Oh, you, no. you have three points. The leader has nine. You need six to at least catch up. I oh, got yeah. faith in you. I got uh-huh. faith in you. You can do this. <laughs> you can do this. So, how
1: much did I get last time? One? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just got to get two. Yeah. You just <laughs> got to get two. one more and yeah. you'll be good. Okay. Man. You got this. All right. I got faith in you.
2: <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. He's high. All right. Well, let's <laughs> see so how high fucked. he is. <laughs> um let's see if we can get a score high uh <laughs> yes. you've got well, you've like got a, two minutes you best uh, represent or you're out stevie uh keep the music keep the music a little higher I um, your own video your time starts now indiana jones spends the first two movies going by his nickname but in 1989's indiana jones and the last crusade it's revealed by his father that indiana's real first name is what pass <laughs> And Michael Keaton starred in a 2014 black comedy drama film about a faded Hollywood star trying to mount a Broadway show. The film is called The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, but by what name is it better known? Never heard of it, pass. In 2012, science fiction action thriller Looper, what actor had to be fitted with lip and nose prosthetics and have his ears pulled back to portray a younger version of Bruce Willis? What? what? No, Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what 2001 American action comedy film stars Ben Stiller and Will Ferrell and revolves around a fashion model being brainwashed into killing the prime minister of Malaysia? Zoolander. It is yeah. right. Which of the following actors does not appear in the 1961 epic adventure war film The Guns of Navarone? Gregory Peck, David Niven, or Cary Grant? Uh, Peck. No, Grant. The 2012 Best Picture Oscar went to a 2011 French comedy drama film, which was about the relationship between a young actress and an older silent film star, and the film is almost completely silent. What is the film's name? Pass. The 1980 psychological horror film The Shining was based on a novel of the same name and featured Jack Nicholson, who becomes the disturbed caretaker of what hotel? Oh my god. I- I can't remember it Pass. <laughs> the Naked Gun is a 1988 crime comedy film Starring Leslie Nielsen as Los Angeles Police squad Lieutenant Frank Drebin Trying to prevent the assassination Of what visiting royal figure? Uh, the Hamburglar No, Queen of England <laughs> Quantum of Solace is a 2008 spy film The 22nd in the James Bond series And a direct sequel to Casino Royale And the second Bond film To star what actor as James Bond? Pass what nineteen thirty-seven American animated musical fantasy film took so long to make and cost so much money that Hollywood insiders started referring to the film as Disney's Folly. Disney's Folly? Uh, yeah. pass. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Really? Let's go over the ones you passed. Uh, <laughs> everybody in the room lost their minds when you did not say what Bond played Bond in the Quantum of Solace movie, which was the needle the needle the Yep. I don't watch uh, 007. You <laughs> got the number right. I'm You're happy. Uh <laughs> the the hotel in the shining was overlooked. The overlook. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The yeah. film I The known that one. almost completely silent film that won the 2012 Best Picture Oscar. Did anybody know that one? The artist, the artist is right. Uh and you got that one. You got Zoolander and the the the, the Actor who played a younger version of Bruce Willis and had to get prosthetics fit is right. Um, no. The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, starring Michael Keaton, is known by what better name did anyone know? Burton? Birdman is right. Oh, never would have oh, gotten and that And Indiana Jones's real first name, Henry. Henry, it is. How many did he get right? <laughs> I think I got one. <laughs> Damn it!
3: You, so
2: or he got one. I I, I counted one. Damn, Damn it! <laughs>
4: <laughs> I look like
2: one. Augie, uh, yeah, I thought he got uh, Zoolander and uh I heard Zoolander. That's it. The I hamburg- think that I think that was it. Yeah. it. yeah, the,
1: the hamburger was not correct as far as I know. <laughs>
2: He didn't get anything else right. It was just Zoolander. Okay, well, you have four points. It's not enough. Yay. Your charity will get a $5 donation in your name. Thank you for playing, and please vacate your seats. (laughs) literally the nicest way to say gtfo um okay so uh augie's out uh and on deck will be rico so if you could take a seat while i talk to logo mike what's going on guys what's going round on? Two. What's uh, on? uh yeah round two and you had a good showing in round one you got five points you're four points off the leader so you'll need at least that much to stay in the game okay uh two minutes general knowledge if you're ready let's do it your time starts now The 2015 science fiction film The Martian revolves around an astronaut's attempt to survive being left behind on Mars. What actor plays the unfortunate astronaut Uh, Matt Damon is right. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a 2008 romantic comedy film about a television composer trying to move on from a broken relationship. Who plays the composer Peter Bretter? Jason Segal. Is right. Arnold Schwarzenegger stars in a 1987 science fiction action film, Predator, as a Vietnam War veteran on a doomed mission to save hostages who instead encounters a technologically advanced alien. Arnold's character is known primarily by what nickname? Uh, Pass. The 1962 drama film To Kill a Mockingbird revolves around Atticus Finch and his attempt to defend Tom Robinson in court. The film is narrated by Atticus Finch's daughter, who is primarily known by what nickname? Uh, Clementine? Scout. Scout. Classic 1975 thriller film Jaws is about the attempts of a police chief to hunt a man-eating great white shark, enlisting the help of a professional shark hunter, Quint, who is captain of the Orca and played by what actor?
3: Oh, guys. I pass. Okay.
2: Tim Hurtons' The Nightmare Before Christmas is a 1993 stop-motion animated musical dark fantasy about Jack Skellington's obsession with celebrating Christmas. Who is the singing voice of Jack Skellington? pass the Mission Impossible series of American spy films is both based on and a follow up from the television series of the same name starring Tom Cruise as what character Ethan Ethan I'll take it uh, what 1979 biographical crime drama film stars Al Pacino as Sonny Wortzik, a first time crook trying to steal enough money to pay for his lover's sex reassignment surgery Pass. 1968 psychological horror film, Rosemary's Baby, is about a woman giving birth to the devil's son, Adrian. Rosemary Woodhouse is portrayed by what actress? God, I'm blanking on these damn names. <laughs> uh, Sissy Spacek? Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow. Damn it. otherwise yeah you got tripped up there were a lot of names in this one uh yeah. the 1979 biographical crime uh, crime drama film al pacino as sonny wertzik trying to steal money to pay for a sex reassignment surgery anyone know that one rico does okay. is right um the nightmare before christmas the singing voice of jack skellington that one danny was Alph- tough oh yeah. but people knew it danny elfman is right um the actor who played quint the captain of the orca <laughs> right. yep uh, Arnold's character's nickname in Predator Dutch. is Dutch. Yep. Nice, dude. Something tells me he's going to be trouble. <laughs> 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 and, it's like uh, you know, it's, it in a nope, That was it. Uh, so how many right did he have? I marked down three, sir. Three is not enough. That will give you eight points. A very respectable showing all the same. Good job, man. You're the highest highest scoring of the people who've gone so far, if that makes you feel any better. A little bit. And your charity, your chosen charity, will receive a $5 donation in your name. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Thank you, guys.
1: Definitely. Thanks, man. All right.
2: (laughs) So Logo Mike will take off from his seat, and I will ask Bridget to replace him. As we turn to Rico... Rico, the man who systematically destroyed the last General Knowledge round. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's see if he can do the same. He's got six points. He's three behind the tied leaders. Um, So this could be your ticket back into the front game. We'll see. Two minutes. General Knowledge, uh, which starts... Now, the 1995 animated comedy film Toy Story revolved around the adventures of two toys in particular, a a cowboy named Woody, voiced by Tom Hanks, and a space ranger named Buzz Lightyear, who's voiced by what actor? Tim Allen. Is right. Guardians of the Galaxy is a 2014 superhero film that tells the story of Star Lord and his band of misfit criminals who get swept up in a plot to find and control the Power Stone. What monosyllabic character does Vin Diesel voice in the film? Groot. Is right. What 1980 biographical sports drama film revolves around the self-destructive and obsessive rage, sexual jealousy? an animalistic appetite of middleweight boxer jake lamotta raging bull is right 1984 comedy horror classic gremlins features a cute and cuddly creature named gizmo a mogwai who was voiced by what comedian oh fuck
4: <laughs> bobby's world <laughs> I, I pass
2: okay uh what 1997 romantic comedy drama film stars jack nicholson as a misanthropic homophobic and obsessive compulsive novelist named melvin udall
4: as good as it gets is
2: right what second highest grossing movie of 1996 was an epic disaster adventure film it was also notable for being the first film to be released on dvd in the united states perfect storm twister the 1976 film taxi driver follows travis bickle a taxi driver and veteran and his deteriorating mental state as he works nights in new york city who directed the film scorsese is right carrie is a 1976 supernatural horror film telling the story of carrie white a shy 16 year old who's mocked and bullied leading to a prom no attendee will forget what actress played carrie SpaceX. Is right. Two brothers have collaborated as screenwriters and/or directors on almost a dozen films, including *Kingpin*, *There's Something About Mary*, *Shallow Hal*, and *Dumb and Dumber* Two. What's their shared family name? Fairly is right. The *Lord of the Rings* trilogy tells the story of the Fellowship trying to destroy the One Ring. In order to do so, Frodo must carry the ring to a specific mountain in Mordor named what? not do is right 1939 musical fantasy film the wizard of oz saw a young dorothy and newfound friends adventure through the land of oz searching for both the wizard and a way home what actress played dorothy in the film judy garland is right tore it apart i think you only passed once and missed one uh the one you passed on was the voice of mogwai who knew that one howie mandel yeah I, I was right it's bobby's world but right. fuck yeah. you, you know it as soon as as soon as uh, you're no longer i'm just saying on the, the record pressure.
4: fuck you man howie mandel
2: <laughs> well yes. while he's busy fucking himself uh, how many points did uh, did rico get rico got nine sir nine Hell. points good job Thank very you. good
1: job Rico.
2: pushing him into the lead at 15 but still catchable we'll see all right Well done. You may take off your headset and vacate your seat, and Aaron will take your place. While that is happening, Mm -hmm. hello, Bridget. Hi. How are you?
6: I'm fucked. This is not going to be good. I know all the answers back there, but this is going to fuck me up.
2: (laughs) Well, hopefully you'll enjoy being fucked. Yeah. um show
6: <laughs> me i usually
2: do yeah
5: usually all right you have seven you know points
2: you have seven points you're 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 eight behind rico
6: mm-hmm.
2: which is catchable
6: yeah i know but, well, i don't know i'm not feeling good
2: all right well uh you've got two minutes and your time starts now, The Birdcage is a 1996 comedy film about the openly gay parrots, uh, parents of a young man meeting the ultra-conservative parents of the young woman he wants to marry. Robin Williams plays Armand, who plays his life partner, Albert. Nathan Lane. Is right. The 1992 action thriller, Under Siege, is about a group of mercenaries led by Tommy Lee Jones trying to take over the U.S. Navy ship, b- battleship Missouri. Steven Seagal plays the only man who can stop them. What job does he have on the ship? Cook? Is right. Citizen Kane is a 1941 drama film about the life and legacy of Charles Foster Kane, whose last word rosebud, which sets off a search for the meaning of that word, but in the end of the movie, it's revealed that rosebud referred to what object? Slay. Is right. John Krasinski directed his wife Emily Blunt in what 2018 film about a family struggling struggling to survive and raise children in a post-apocalyptic world? Quiet Place? Is right. Jeff the Dude Lebowski is a slacker in Los Angeles who's attacked as a result of mistaken identity, setting off a chain of bizarre events. The Dude likes to Spend his time playing what sport with his friends Walter and Donnie?
6: Bowling?
5: Is
2: right. What 2015 epic revisionist Western film revolves around Leonardo DiCaprio's character Hugh Glass struggling to survive following an unfortunate encounter with a bear?
6: The bear? No, Django Unchained.
2: No, wow. The Revenant. No. Oh, fuck. What shit. 1993 British American drama film was nominated for eight Academy Awards and stars Anthony Hopkins as the contemplative, contemplative and repressed Butler Stevens? Uh, Remains of the Dead. Is right. What 1979 science fiction horror film was selected for preservation by the Library of Congress in 2002 and is the origin of the popular tagline, In Space, No One Can Hear You Scream?
6: 2001 Space Odyssey? No
2: alien Robin Williams memorably performed the voice of the genie in the 1992 animated Disney classic Aladdin but who played the genie in the 2019 live action CGI remake Will Smith is right from 2005's Batman Begins sprang the Dark Knight Trilogy a trio of Batman movies helmed by Christopher Nolan and starring Christian Beryl as Batman and what veteran actor as his faithful butler Michael Caine is right the 1972 I've started so I'll finish the 1972 classic crime film The Godfather was directed by Francis Ford Coppola and stars Marlon Brando as Don Vito Corleone. Spoiler alert, how does Don Vito die in the film?
6: Heart attack in Is the orange Yes,
2: Right. Absolutely right. Uh you killed it. <clears throat> I think. You didn't pass on any of them. You just got the one, the Revenant wrong. Everything else was absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. How many points did she get?
1: Bridget got nine as well. Nine points. Very nice. Very, very nice. I
2: am sorry to say, Rico, that takes you out of contention. You cannot win, you guys. (laughs) Your charity will receive a $5 donation uh, in your name. And, Bridget, welcome to first place.
6: Thank you very much.
3: Wow, uh, that was that, a, was that was impressive. That was a showing. That was crazy. That was, I was a like, showing. Sir, so rooting. while
2: Bridget has left her seat, I'll ask Zizi Todd to take her yeah. place.
4: I'm gonna have a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rico. Uh, <laughs>
2: You're right. <laughs> he did a great job but not good enough. Aaron, hi. How are you?
7: I'm good. I'm ready to slide into mediocrity. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean
2: I mean you you got a wall to climb. You need nine to tie Bridget's efforts, but I think you can do it. You got 2 minutes. Starting now. The events of the 1990 science fiction action film Total Recall are kicked off when board construction worker Douglas Quaid goes to a company that implements fantasy memories, and he chooses to be a secret agent in what location? Up Pass. Julie Roberts and Hugh Grant star in a 1999 romantic comedy about the unlikely romance between a travel book store owner and a visiting Hollywood actress. What's the name of the film? Nottingham Is right. What 1992 film includes scenes of Michael Douglas's character learning how to use a rocket launcher from a young boy and pulling a gun in a fast food restaurant after being refused breakfast? Fast. Uh, one of the most influential and studied filmmakers in all of cinema, Alfred Hitchcock, is known as the master of suspense and directed over 50 feature films over six decades. How many Best Director Oscars did he win? None. That's right. Vin Diesel is prominently known for playing career criminal and survivor Riddick, a role that originated with what 2000 science fiction horror movie? Pass. Okay. The 1940 animated film Fantasia is an animated film produced by Walt Disney Productions, consisting of eight segments. The third and most famous segment features Mickey Mouse unable to control magic. What is the segment called? Sorcerer's Apprentice. Is Rice. 1971 crime thriller film The French Connection tells the story of two NYPD detectives in pursuit of a wealthy heroin smuggler. Gene Hackman plays Jimmy Doyle. What's his nickname in the film? Fucking guy. Yep. Uh, no. No. Grease is a 1978 (laughs) musical romantic comedy starring John Travolta as Danny Zuko, the leader of the greaser gang T-Birds. What's the name of the gang of greaser girls? Pink Ladies. Is right. What 1995 science fiction film was directed by Terry Gilliam and earned Brad Pitt his first Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor? Seven. I don't fucking know. Twelve monkeys. In the 1994 buddy comedy film Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey plays well-meaning limousine driver Lloyd Christmas, setting out to return a briefcase full of cash. Who plays his equally dumb roommate Harry Dunn? I don't know. Jeff Daniels, 2000 action spy film Mission Impossible 2 was directed by John Woo and stars Tom Cruise trying to stop a deadly virus developed by a pharmaceutical company. What mythical creature is the virus named after?
7: Dragon?
2: Chimera. Sorry. Fuck that. Uh, Okay, so uh, the actor who plays uh, Harry Dunn in Dumb and Dumber? Anybody know? Jeff Daniels Daniels is right. Oh, I did say it. Never mind. Uh, uh, the 1995 science fiction film directed by Terry Gilliam and earned Brad Pitt his first Academy Award. Yeah, you said that. Did I? Uh, I apologize. That was Twelve Monkeys. Uh, Gene Hackman's uh his nickname in The French Connection. Did anyone know that? Yep, Popeye is right. Uh, you didn't miss many other than those. Um, yep. Uh, you passed on. Did you pass on this one? I'm confused now. I should have written them down. Uh, the the 1992 film with Michael Douglas' character learning how to use a rocket launcher that was falling down. Mm.
7: Oh. Yeah, I passed on
2: that. Uh, yeah, you passed on that one. You got Notting Hill, and uh, the Total Recall, Douglas Quaid gets a fantasy memory of being a secret agent anywhere. Did anyone know? Mars. Yeah, Mars is right. Okay, so... How many did she get right? She got four correct. Four. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it puts your score up to 11, but it's not enough. There will be $5 donated to your charity in your name.
7: I'm, I'm going to also, I'm going to match that. Oh, so Sweet. Uh, Not that the Edward Center is listening, but I'm going to also make a That's donation That's on fine. my own. That's Ooh. fine. Thank you very much Thank for that.
2: Thank you, Aaron. That's freaking badass. All right. Well, uh, you can take your headset off and vacate your seat, and uh, Mexi will take your place. As we turn to ZZ Todd...
0: You're very professional at telling people to get out of the chair. (laughs) Very smooth. I
2: do my best. I'm just trying to get through all these questions before my voice gives up entirely. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so ZZ Todd, you're in the same position Aaron was. You have seven points, the leader has 16, so you need nine correct to stay in the game. Oh dear. But I believe you can do it. Two minutes on the clock... And your time starts... Now Spotlight is a 2015 Biographical drama film About a team of Newspaper journalists Investigating child sex abuse By numerous Catholic priests In the Boston area What's the name Of the newspaper They work for? Mm, Globe Is right The 2009 superhero film Watchmen is a dark And dystopian Deconstruction of the Superhero genre Set in an alternate History 1985 One of the most Memorable characters Is naked for most Of the film And bright blue What's his superhero name? Uh,
0: Dr. Manhattan
2: Is right The Big Lebowski Features a character Known only as The Stranger The dude meets him Having a Esperella at the bar in the bowling alley, and he delivers the movie's epilogue. What actor plays the stranger? Not a clue. Uh, Sam Elliott. 1987 crime film The Untouchables told the story of Bureau of Prohibition agent Elliot Ness putting together a team to take down Al Capone. What actor played Elliot Ness?
0: Um, the mailman.
2: Kevin Costner, the 1974 epic crime film, The Godfather Part II, is simultaneously a sequel and a prequel, telling the story of the rise of Vito Corleone and the fall of Michael Corleone. What actor plays the young adult Vito Corleone?
0: I like spaghetti.
2: Robert De Niro, H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds was adapted into a film in 1953 featuring a technologically superior alien force and humanity's desperate struggle to survive. In this version, what planet do the aliens come from? uranus mars (laughs) sleepless in seattle is a 1993 romantic comedy starring tom hanks as a grieving widower single father whose calling to a radio show ultimately leads to him meeting newspaper reporter annie what actress plays annie mcgrine is right the 2010 action thriller salt stars angelina jolie as evelyn salt a cia operative who's revealed early on to be a sleeper agent programmed to assassinate the leader of what country at the funeral of the american vice president
0: uh uruguay
2: russia 1964 musical comedy my fair lady is about the attempt of an arrogant phonetics professor to teach a cockney flower seller how to speak proper english and make her presentable in high society what actor played the professor henry Higgins. oh god i have no idea rex harrison that is time um i don't think you passed on any of them you gave wrong answers instead for the most part. No, uh, a little more fun uh, Well, you did pass on the stranger uh, in the Big Lebowski. Did anybody know who played him? You said it. Oh, said did I? Sam yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember saying it. It was Sam Elliott, in case I didn't. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's it. You you either got the rest right, or just got it wrong, and I gave the answer then. Uh, how many points did he get, CB?
1: He got three.
2: Three is Thank not enough. Thank you for enough. having me. <laughs> three you puts you up to so ten you. points, and we will make a $5 donation to your charity in your name. Thank you so much for playing. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. All right. One one final competitor to go. CJ, will you take the on-deck seat, please? Okay. You two put forth the best score in the opening round. Nine correct each. Uh, the current leader has 16, so you each need seven. We're going to start with Mexi, because uh, we, we started that way. Mexi yep. went first, then CJ second, so we kept
3: it the same uh Mexi, you ready yeah sure i just real quick just want to say you know sitting in the audience you know sometimes you think oh i know that answer so i have known none of the answers like so far for any of this stuff i'm sitting back there like i don't know that one so we'll see all right
2: (laughs) i genuinely hope it goes a little bit better for you than that (laughs) i don't Uh, know you need seven to tie uh, eight to lead you've got two minutes starting Now, what 1993 fantasy comedy film stars Bill Murray and Andy McDowell and takes place on February 2nd over and over again? Groundhog Day. Is right. 1986 action drama film Top Gun stars Tom Cruise as Lieutenant Pete Mitchell, who's romantically interested in Kelly McGillis' character Charlie Blackwood. What song does Maverick sing to Charlie in the film?
3: Never watched it. Pass. Uh,
2: The Imitation Game is a 2014 historical drama about the brilliant cryptanalyst Alan Turing trying to break the German Enigma codes during World War II. What actor plays Alan Turing in the film? Pass. What 1922 silent German expressionist horror film stars Max Schreck as Count Orlok and is considered an unauthorized and unofficial adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula? Pass. 2007 romantic comedy film Knocked Up features Seth Rogen as slacker Ben Stone, who has a one night stand with reporter Allison Scott, resulting in an unintended pregnancy. What actress plays Allison Scott? Pass. What 2015 revisionist Western thriller film was the first Western movie in 34 years to have a score by legendary composer Ennio Morricone? Pass. Across the Universe is a 2007 jukebox musical romantic drama film directed by Julie Taymor. It incorporates 34 song compositions originally written by members of what band?
3: No idea, pass.
2: Bernard Herrmann was an American composer and conductor best known for his work in films and is primarily known for his collaborations with what director of films such as North by Northwest and The Man Who Knew Too Much? Pass. Ducktales, the movie from 1990, features a globe-trotting adventure as Scrooge McDuck and Huey, Dewey, and Louie try to find and keep a magic lamp. What relation are Huey, Dewey, and Louie to Scrooge? Nephews, grand nephews. What 1995 space docudrama film, directed by Ron Howard, gave us the famous line, "Houston, we have a problem"?
3: Apollo 13 is
2: right. What 2006 drama film features Julie Christie playing a Canadian woman struggling to deal with both her husband's past indiscretions and her own fight with Alzheimer's disease? Oh, uh, The Notebook. No, uh, away from her. The wow. 1985 Australian, I've started, so I'll finish. The 1985 Australian post-apocalyptic action film Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome features a memorable turn by what singer as the ruthless ruler of Bartertown,
3: anti-entity? Never seen it
2: ah oh, tina turner no. yes i thought for sure if it was a music question you'd get it no um, i i had to get the houston one
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, I would have been <laughs> but uh, no, like 90 percent of you those questions it. those movies um, never seen it let's go over really
2: the Thank rest you. uh bernard herman primarily w- collaborated with what director from north by northwest did anybody know yeah. hitchcock is right um, across the universe features 34 songs m- written by the beatles is right um the 2015 western thriller to have a score by ennio maricone did anybody know that the hateful Eight. Oh yeah the first movie in 34 years um and allison scott in knocked up was played by katherine Heigel is right mm. um uh yeah the top gun song did anyone know that
3: never seen i've I've never seen top gun believe it or not (laughs) uh
2: and uh, the 1922 silent german expressionist film uh that is an unofficial adaptation of dracula Did anybody know no sferatu is right and what actor played alan turing in the imitation game is right (laughs) how many did he get maxi got two two points is not (laughs) enough puts him at 11 I've warned you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you absolutely killed your specialist subject. Yeah, you destroyed did. it. So <laughs> yes. you should take some pride in that. Awesome, in the meanwhile, lady. we will be making a $5 donation to Niagara Hospice. in your name. Thank Yes. You thank you guys
3: for having me here. appreciate
4: it. Thank you.
2: All right. This is it. This is it. It is, it is CJ or it is Bridget. Dun, 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 dun. You have nine points, CJ. I want my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> you may need her. You need seven yeah. points to tie eight to win. Are you ready? As ready as I'm going to be. All right. You're going to love this first one. (laughs) You've got two minutes, and your time starts now kevin smith's 1994 black and white buddy comedy clerks concerns dante and randall as they discuss pop culture and dante's love life while they failed to work their jobs at a video rental store and what convenience store quick stop is right the 2009 mystery thriller angels and demons stars tom hanks as symbologist robert langdon trying to stop an assassin from killing the candidates for the papacy who directed the film Ron Howard. Is right. 1974 slasher film, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, follows a group of friends who fall victim to a family of cannibals. The main villain, Leatherface, is loosely based on what real-life serial killer... Ed Dean. ...is right. What 1927 drama starred Al Jolson and effectively ended the silent film era, as it had both a synchronized music score as well as lip-synchronous singing and speech in several sequences. Pass. Uh, The Pink Panther is a 1963 comedy following Inspector Clouseau, played by Peter Sellers, chasing notorious criminal the Phantom. In the film, the Pink Panther is what object? It's a diamond? It is, right. Uh, 1971 neo-noir action thriller film Dirty Harry stars Clint Eastwood as a rough and tumble cop chasing a psychopathic sniper called Scorpio. What is Dirty Harry's last name? Pass. The 1997 epic romance and disaster film Titanic is kicked off when a team on a research special finds a safe that they think might contain a necklace with a large diamond. What's the name of this necklace? Hell Diamond? No, Heart of the Ocean. Ugh. 1980 psychological horror film The Shining was a standalone movie for 39 years until a sequel was produced starring Ewan McGregor in 2019 called what? Pass. What 1944 black comedy film features the Brewster sisters cheerfully explaining to their nephew Mortimer that they attract lonely bachelors and then kill them by serving them spiked elderberry wine? Pass. 2002 pseudo-biographical crime film Catch Me If You Can features Leonardo DiCaprio as Frank Abagnale, a con artist trying to stay one step ahead of FBI agent Carl Hanratty, who is played by what actor is right? Girl Interrupted is a 1999 psychological drama film revolving around Susanna and Lisa, two patients in a psychiatric hospital. What actress plays Valerie Owens, the head nurse?
1: Oh, fuck you. Um... (laughs)
2: I'm sorry that is incorrect. Angelina Jolie. No, uh Whoopi Goldberg. Damn it. That was the correct answer? Um, I knew the two
1: the two main actors if you ask me that. Fuck. Yeah.
2: Uh the sequel to The Shining, did anyone know that? Dr. Sleep. Sleep is right. Uh, I gave The Heart of the Ocean was correct. Uh Dirty Harry's last name is Callahan. That's right. That uh the 1927 L. Jolson movie the was singer. is uh, absolutely right. The Jazz Singer, you got the rest of those right. How many points did CJ get that round? CJ
4: got five. Five,
2: five points five, is dude. not enough.
4: Still good, man. CJ, good.
2: your charity will receive a five dollar donation in your name, but our winner is Bridget.
4: Yeah.
6: yeah. Hey,
2: Bridget, very, very nice. Bridget, Bridget, your charity will receive a $100 donation to the Microworks. Is that right? That's yes. Microworks. We'll get $100 in your name. Thank Congratulations. You. Well done. That's it, everybody. We found our real cinemind, and it is Bridget from Bicoastal Beaches. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Uh, in the meanwhile, uh, that's going to be it from us. Uh, I am Pantsless Aaron. You can find me at Pantsless Aaron. You can find Stevie at at Midnight Smoke one uh, You can find all of us on the Odd Pods Media Network. Mm -hmm. Please check out all of these great shows and all these great people who came out to hang with us and play a very silly game, uh, which I desperately hope they've all enjoyed. (laughs) Uh, In the meanwhile, uh, we usually sign off our show in a very particular way. We shout, because fuck you, that's why. So I would like all of you to shout, because fuck you, that's why, when I say, And that's it from us. Why?
3: Because fuck you, that's why.
4: Hey, motherfuckers, get ready for a long closing that us podcasters are obligated to do. I try to make this funny, so bear it all with me. If you're currently listening to this after an episode, then you already know how to find us. But if someone played this for you and you need directions, then you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Or simply Google us. Please don't forget to write and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. Also, we do it live. Fuck it. Sorry. What I mean to say is we show off our shenanigans every Friday on GetVocal.com slash Pod Askew. That is vocal spelled V-O-K-L. This is a way for our fans and friends and family to interact with us and occasionally offer to pay for therapy. Catch these interventions at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time which is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Do the math if you're not in either of those time zones. Also, if you happen to like us individually, I do a live reading of books called Rico's Reads. This means I take a look and read a book. Currently, I'm waiting for LeVar Burton to sue my literate ass, but I add funny voices and say fuck a lot. So it's not true plagiarism. So let me tuck your ass in on Thursdays on GetVocal.com at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for you West Coast dudes, that means 4 p.m. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew, I am at Rance Rico, and CJ is at M underscore Blade. Clearly, he put more thought into his username than I. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. The dude is our very own Michelangelo. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at LogoMike80 at gmail.com. That's LogoMike80 at gmail.com. We gotta give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Lemons for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com Samuel Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up. And fucking finally, and most important, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to, we want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I. You guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Hang tight for the post-credit. Damn it. I need a smoke. Yeah, Rico.
1: I got nothing, man.